This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's a good show. Okay, I've noticed that for the last few episodes, I've been very angry and coming in hot. And guess what? Today is no different. And I've been coming in pretty drunk. And you know what? I'm breaking my record. I'm even drunker. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a new theme song. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. Oh, man. That might be my favorite one. But look, it says that's by Wilco. Wilco. Or it might be Vilco. Vilco. From, from the, the Netherlands, Netherlands, which means that's the whitest. That's pretty white. Whiting Wong's theme, and it's our favorite. Uh-oh. <laughs> Problematic. <laughs> Finally, someone white enough to do a great theme song. <laughs> um, what was great was uh, when I walked in today, Yusan was like, I can't wait for you to hear this one. I fucking love that I one. love whenever Yusan gets excited about the theme song <laughs> he picked out. Well, Yusang excited is is also yeah, is yeah. always a treat. Name one thing Yusang can be excited about that would make you bummed out. Uh, racism. racism. Yeah. <laughs> you walk in, he's like, "Oh God, have you heard about the new camps? They're locking <laughs> guys." People I joined up. a cool new club <laughs> called the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> oh, Yusang! <laughs> part of me though would still be like, "Wouldn't you be like, oh, you're making racism?" Adorable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're not going to keep emasculating the Asian male. <sighs> it's not his fault. He's adorable. He's so fucking adorable. <laughs> that's a Yusan thing, not an Asian. Adorable's thing. not. That's not right. Like, like mm-hmm. he he doesn't. I think is... that Yusan would be adorable if he were any race. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. I, I I definitely do not want to sound like I'm protesting too much. That's totally true. I'm picturing the white version of Yusan all the time. Because <laughs> that's what makes you more comfortable it's to more, be in the it's same room. Much more endearing. Yeah, I try to humanize him. <laughs> believe me. And, and no, he's he, it's but adorable. Adorable has like a connotation about it that's like oh eh, maybe let's say lack of agency or something. Like it, it minimizes a person. Yeah, it's a little like bit. it's like oh he's like a Pokemon. It's not that's <laughs> like like you cat you own what him. What a reference. Or, um, I don't know how Pokemon works, but 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 like yeah, there's some there's another word I don't know. He's just a uh, uh, he's just, he's he's a, just adorable. I, That's the only. It's the perfect word. You, eh, adorable. Yeah. I, I just Endearing. Don't, I, I just don't want to disempower a human being. He's he's powerfully adorable. He's he's he's. I use, my word used to be erstwhile, but then I found out I've been using it wrong my whole life. Erstwhile means former. But it sounds yes. like a, the word yeah. that should describe you, Song. Erstwhile? Yeah, it's, it sounds like it means earnest and and loyal and, and wily. Like dedicated and ambitious and like plucky and, and stalwart and yeah. a squire. Um, okay, so All right. today. Blew me off. There are two. <laughs> this is me pinching the, the Harmon loaf. 
Um, today, we've got something lighthearted to talk about and something very fiery to talk very about. Heavy. Which one do you want to start with? Let's start. Let's start light. Okay. I got my 23andMe results, and oh. I have not opened them yet because I wanted to share with... Can I guess? you got to be at least 1% Nazi. <laughs> There, um, there is a fire in your eyes <laughs> when you dismiss the notion that the Chinese are racist. <laughs> I think you must be a little bit German. Oh, man. Um, I, okay, so now I'm trying to go through this. Hold on. We're gonna have you to... really haven't looked at it? I no, got, I, I haven't. I, I didn't look at it. I got my results a week and a half ago, and I haven't opened them just so I could save it for this podcast. This is incredibly... That's admirable. Um, well, first, I just want to point out, before I can get to the g- ethnic stuff, because I can't figure out how to go through this report, because uh, I'm logged into the website, um, it does say, alcohol flush reaction, unlikely to flush. Wait, what is it? Uh, unlikely to flush. Yes. Not, not, not yeah, a, yeah. That's not a range. No, like, no, no. From uh, unlikely <laughs> to flush. <laughs> um, unlikely to flush, which I'm pretty yeah, proud of. Yeah, you are a boozer. Yeah, well, because, you know, I think it's something like 90% of, of uh, East Asians get the uh, Asian, they call it the Asian glow. Yeah. Um, and it's because the um, 90% of uh, East Asians don't have the uh, enzyme that uh, breaks down alcohol. So then it's it's really just an allergy. Mm-hmm. And that means that you get drunk faster and you uh, turn red. I have friends who, like, entire body, like, stomach yeah. is lobster red. And that's and not an flush. exclusively Asian thing. It's just no. very common. Very, very common. Asian in Inuit and Native American people, right? I'm not yeah. being too but 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 I know white and black people who also have that. Yeah, it's just much more much more common. Um although what sucks is I'm having trouble trying to navigate this website. Um, but if you do meet an Asian woman that has the no flush Yeah fucking marry her right it's great <laughs> wait are you talking to me or are you talking to our audience our audience <laughs> you're married you, I'm, I'm, yeah truck like like jackpot uh, tr- tr- <laughs> yes truck truck did hit the jackpot i is will say that is he a drinker that. no he's not oh okay so he doesn't even know it's wasted yeah. on him it is wasted on him i'm curious just in general about how the 23 and me breaks down the entire Eastern Hemisphere because I'm just a white guy that got my uh, DNA results back yes. and it was like, you know, it's all very European based. Yeah, and but you you spent so long thinking you were Irish. Oh my God. Okay, I, I, I got it. Such a heartbreak. Uh, I'm surprised. Only 70% Chinese. Uh-huh, I knew it. 30% Nazi. <laughs> just like America. All right, let's see. 70% Chinese, 10% Korean. Oh. Whoa. Okay, I'm 10.9% Korean, uh, 7.5 Manchurian and Mongolian, uh, 0.5% Japanese, and then 10% broadly East Asian. Huh. Whoa. I seriously would have bet money that I was going to be 99% Chinese. Yeah, well, so the racist in me yeah. says, wait, so part of that was... Wait, there was you said seventy percent Chinese, and then there was another part that was what Manchurian. Yeah, Manchurian uh, and Mongolian. Walk, That's one category. I understand that there's a difference between Korean and Chinese and Japanese, and yes. I don't understand the difference between some of that other stuff. Um, well, it's just because like the land that is 
all all Chinese territories, there's like a lot of different like uh, minor ethnic groups. Um, And uh, just because, you know, if you go back to like thousands and thousands of years when it was like tribal, there's all kinds of different people. When we talked, remember when that guy's email that I read and he was like called you out for being the honky of China? (laughs) Yeah. Is that Well, uh, it's true. It's true that... um, well, first of all, I'm going to protest anytime I'm compared to the white people of something. Because you're racist. Because <laughs> I'm, like... I'm 30% Nazi. <laughs> um, but yes, the Han Chinese, which is what I am, um, is like, I think it encompasses, I think it's like 90 some 93% or something crazy like that uh, of like mainland China is that. And then there's like 56 recognized ethnic minority groups that are all like... Uh, that are still nationally Chinese and are ethnically Asian, but it's they're not Han Chinese. Fifty six recognized. Yeah, I mean, some of them are tiny. Some of them, there's only like thirteen hundred of is them. Is there you an know? analogy between that and the and European? Like, is the, uh, is the analogy like Italian versus French? Or uh, you know, it would be more like Italian and like I don't know Sardinian or Sicilian or something uh-huh. like that. You know, um, but. Uh, what is going on over there? <laughs> no one knows. Um, I I like to think that maybe the the seven point five percent Mongolian means I'm a direct descendant of Genghis Khan. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, like, like isn't is that, that isn't that a thing? Like, yeah. if you're if you're vaguely Asian, like like a bunch there's of... like a ten percent chance that you have some sort you share some sort of bloodline with Genghis Khan because he was such a prolific yeah. rapist. I get all my information from NPR. I thought you yeah. were gonna say like PF Chang, like like fortune cookies or something. Yeah, like ja, 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 what was ja, ja, Jazz Abinrod, the, the Radio Lab guy? Uh-huh. He had he had some Genghis Khan in him. Uh, it's like like if you're if you're even remotely Asian and even a bunch of just recognizably white Europeans, like 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 the, like it's it was so long ago and he was so prolific. Yeah. That, that you 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 got a little bit of yeah. For sure, that's you do. that's where I got my bloodthirst from. I have so many Genghis Khan questions, <laughs> but um, if... I'm I have to say I'm really surprised that I've got ten uh, percent Korean. Yeah. So what 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 is there an impact here? Because when I found out I had not a lick of Irish in me, it it changed me completely. Well, I think it's different because it still tells me I'm still seventy percent Chinese. But did uh, you ever? Think, I mean, you are an avowed racist. Yes, um, like on the record. Like, like, how does it feel to find out that you got a little Japanese and a little Korean in the wood? Well, pile? I mean, the Japanese is so small; it's zero point five percent. That's like negligible. Still, it means great, great, great grandpa was lying. About no, but something. I, well, here's the thing too: is like, I mean, ch- the China is like the 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 hub of all of. The, I mean, like everything from like so much of like. Japan and like Korea, like so much of the stuff was like derived from Chinese culture, you know, like there was just such a you said it, not me. <laughs> um, you know, in China, there's um, there uh, there's Chinese Koreans where who are ethnically Korean, but they are Chinese um, and they live in the mostly in the uh, northeastern part of China. And they're people who are like like 15th generation Korean who have been in China for like that many generations. And, and if you ask them like, what are you, what's your ethnicity? They say I'm Korean, but I'm also Chinese. Hmm. Meanwhile, over here, yeah, we're just stirring the pot. Yeah, I mean, my parents, drawing the world's derision. My parents, uh, best friends, who are 
if I had godparents, they are my godparents. Um, they are like ethnically Korean Chinese. Like they're they're from China. They grew up in China, and but they are Korean and they identify as Korean, but also as Chinese. And um, and like it's a it's a blend of two cultures. Yeah, but people are writing in and they go like, "Look, you you railed on this, rightfully mm-hmm. so. I'd love it when you fucking rev up and let it go." Because mm-hmm. um, dudes write in going. What about China? They're racist. Yeah. By the way, that guy, that Norwegian guy, wrote back a very, very thoughtful and measured response. Really? Which I respected, yeah. Oh, that's really yeah, nice. Yeah, it was really nice. It was wonderful. Well, then prompted by your magnanimity, uh, I don't know how many syllables I added to that, uh, <laughs> with that guy that I blocked, because I know you were CC'd on that, that guy that used the hand clappy emoji like mm-hmm. it's just he's just symbolic of something I hate, which is people saying, "Oh, Dan Harmon." Like, or they don't talk about they talk about me in the third person, and they congratulate you on putting up with me. And then your feelings are hurt, yeah, because you feel like you're not being treated like a person. Yes, and welcome mm-hmm. to the club, white boy. I get it, but like, I don't. Yeah, I. Well, that's it. That there is no but. Like, yeah. So great. So here, I'm doing what I would recommend you do: fucking block the haters. <laughs> but. Since you were, that's really nice of you to like, because that guy really fueled your blood. It's true, but I also have to say, like, I respect him for uh, after listening to me like get mad at him for ten minutes to still like yeah. think about it, look inward, and then still write a response that was really, really thoughtful. He, didn't, he, and did, cons- he respected your humanity, I assume. Yeah, so it was nice. Yeah, it was, so a, it was great. In case that best guy case is scenario, it was that, the best case scenario. In case you're listening to that guy that I blocked, and I think I said like you're, I think I, you know, I said like you're unlikable or something. Like if that guy's listening, on the off chance he's listening, I can't unblock you because I don't remember your username. But I, <laughs> Jessica is inviting me up to her plane. Like, look, here's the real truth. Like. You say shit like that, like, I have shame. That's why I do this podcast, because I have shame. So you play on my shame, it's like, it's not ironic. There's nothing, like, it's like, oh, listen to that white guy, he's so stupid, he doesn't understand what he's talking about. It's like, it makes me ashamed of myself. So what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm the guy that's so ashamed of himself, he started this podcast with his friend. Like, do you want me to, like, be so fucking evolved that I'm just, like, on top of that? Also, like, yeah, I'm such an idiot and so fucking racist and ignorant. Like, like, I'm already trying to do that. And then and then to have that, like, it's just, like, it's that talking about you in the third person thing on Twitter. It's fucking, it gets me every time. When people are, like, they're tagging me almost exclusively and just being, like, I don't know what I think about Dan Harmon, like, at Dan Harmon, like, it, it was like, oh, some t- some of the season two of Community is good, but I don't know. What that-. And I'm like, dude, you have 50 followers. You're talking to me alone. Go fuck yourself. Anyways, sorry, I, but I want that guy to know he's not a bad person. I like, I am filled with fucking shame. Yeah, toxic shame. I do not do this podcast in order to create a smokescreen to make it seem like I am a better person. I do this podcast because it makes me feel. It makes me feel like my shame can be of some use to people. And so, look, I, I, it's, not, it's not my favorite thing in the world to read tweets and emails about how ignorant I am. Because it's like kind of the point of the podcast. So it's like if that's also what you're taking away from it, it's like can't you just say – like can't you just address me like a human being and go like, Dan, thank you for <laughs> – 
<laughs> for like presenting your ignorance. Like I don't. Yeah, it's like, I, you don't I, even have to be that flattering. It's I just think like, it's that. Well, you know, you you are you are a a powerful, famous white man. I'm waiting for you to say thank you. Yep, there we go. And uh, and I think that by design. Yes, and I think that when you're at that level, people forget that you still have feelings. I'm get well, yes, and that's been a that's been an eternal thing, but it's actually very, it is very uh, potent and important in this context because I would like to think if we're being successful with this podcast, it means that there are people from outside my whole history of being a fucking douchebag (laughs) that are actually just like counting on me to be kind of like gut strong. And they're just treating me like the rodeo clown I am. And little do they know I'm a fucking hypersensitive, super fragile white boy. (laughs) So I'll take it as the compliment. Well, take it as a compliment in the sense that, the, that when people are writing the, the, the tweets like that about you, it's part of it is that they've they've come to expect so much from you because like because you are very intelligent and you are thoughtful and you do want to do have these conversations and ha- do a podcast like this that they are now holding you to a higher standard than other people because they feel like you're. Uh, they feel like you should uh, right, but know having, all these ha- things. Having held me to that higher standard, what the fuck did I do in that episode that was so fucking like, <laughs> what, what am I, so I, intolerable that I'm no, like... No, but I'm, what I'm saying is it's because like people feel like they're part of this conversation with you already. Okay, well, you know? this is therapeutic yeah. and, and also insane. I just realized the irony of this. Like, we're like... <laughs> We're like soothing the white guy's ego. I, th- I get, I get the irony. I see all the irony. I get it. I see it. Edit it out. It, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just being honest about my feelings instead of like I'm not gonna put on like a fucking strong face and be like, yeah, I'm so fucking like, yeah, it fucking hurts. Like it makes me empathize. Like I get it. Maybe I need to get whipped with a fucking belt by some fucking rando hack that uses the clapping emoji formula. Like a fucking. We'll make it a. We'll make it a fun. Con- we'll make it a fun contest. Where if, the prizes if you they get do to... this, I fucking hate you. Period. I don't care if you're a senator or the pope. <laughs> this is fucking obnoxious and hack. What if Norman Lear did that to you? Uh, d- uh, d- fucking Dunzo. Dunzo. And guess what? Read his biography. Not. <laughs> oh boy. Flawed man. All right. Let's move on. Here we Let's go. Let's move on. All right. The heavier thing we I want to talk about is uh, a poo and the right. Simpsons. So, uh, Let her rip. so, uh, yeah, uh, this, this, yes, today's Monday. Sorry, sorry to break the magic, um, but we record on Mondays. Um, the uh, last night's episode, the newest episode of The Simpsons, um, for people who don't know, there was a documentary called The Problem with a Poo by the comedian Hari Kondabolu, um, that really runs through like, the the character of Apu, how it is a racist stereotype and how for at the time of the documentary, it had been going for 28 years. And he interviews like a ton of uh, Indian American uh, comedians and actors, writers, even a former Surgeon General um, and has them talk about the impact of Apu that Apu has had on their lives and what they see as the problem and also what they see as the solution. And he tries unsuccessfully to get Hank Rosaria, who is the vo- who is a white guy. Um, and the voice of Apu to be part of the documentary. Um, and it spurred a lot of conversation about um, this. Um, and I think the doc came out last year. And uh, last night, the newest episode of The Simpsons 
really, really fucking shit the bed on the whole situation. They essentially doubled down on being tone deaf, out of touch, clueless old white guys. So um, there is a great, great, fantastic article, NPR article written by Linda Holmes about it. Um, I really, really recommend everybody go and read this. It's called The Simpsons to The Problem with Apu, Drop Dead. And I mean, she really covers like every fucking point uh, that I would want to make. And uh, I'm going to just read what her summation of the key scene in the episode is. Um, So um, basically in the episode, like March, uh, buys a book that she loved as a little girl for Lisa. But then once she starts reading it, she realizes as now as an adult in modern day, she realizes that the book is full of like racist tropes and stereotypes and offensive material. And she has a hard time reconciling that with it. So she decides to revise the book um, and take out everything that is problematic and offensive and, and, uh, and give Lisa the abridged version. Um, So I'm going to read from the article now. Uh, quote, it takes a lot of t- work to take the spirit and character out of a book, but now it's as inoffensive as a Sunday in Cincinnati, Marge announces. Marge has changed everything in the book so that nothing in it can bother anyone, which involves making the central character so perfect that as Lisa instantly announces, there's no point to the book. Marge asks what she's supposed to do. Um And then it gets worse. Uh, After Marge asks what she's supposed to do, Lisa, Lisa looks directly at the camera. It's hard to say, she says. Something that started decades ago and was applauded and inoffensive is now politically incorrect. What can you do? And she looks at a framed photo next to her bed of a poo, which is signed, don't have a cow, a poo. Marge puts a hand on her shoulder and says, some things will be dealt with at a later date. If at all, Lisa responds, both look blankly at the audience. The uh, okay, uh, I thought your your no, pause that's was... that's no. My pause was to decide um, how I want to say "fuck you" to the Simpsons. I want to interject with because I'm reading along with you. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't seen the episode, but I do. I love this writer's. Um, this is not a. This is not an inflammatory, like outrage, baity piece. Like, no, it's it not. Like, like I'm it's... reading it. This is, uh, but and yet at the same time, it's also not like ob- object objective fetish, like Anne Rand. Like, let's talk about whether or not blah blah blah. Like, this is a person who has a... Anne Rand, the person who said, "Don't care about anybody else except yourself." Yeah, an intimate. This is a person who has an intimate relationship with mm-hmm. The Simpsons, which a lot of America does, as exemplified in. You said it's a she. Yeah. Uh, the Paris. It's like Lisa hyphen Lisa, <laughs> which which intimates that like this person understands what the Simpsons like its entire history, yeah. and, which includes that Lisa is like the kind of is the liberal one is the super ego of the family. Yeah. Lisa the, of all people is the politically correct, like super liberal. Super sometimes she's right and sometimes she's wrong. Uh, it's like, like, yeah. or rather, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's a it's a very it's very much clearly a decision to make Lisa be the one who says that, and to have her break the fourth wall, yeah. and like, like, like it's it, there's a betrayal mm-hmm. intimated there by the author. Sorry, Lisa of all people, yeah. Like you took you made Rod Serling 
uh, look at the camera and say yeah. the point of this Twilight Zone is go fuck yourself. Yeah, you know, like like of all people, and I that that really like draws me into the author because it's like this isn't just a twenty five year old. No, this is coming from like, a place of let's, betrayed let's love. Cut down a tree and, and, yeah. and, and, and the, the, like like the the betrayal is genuine. Uh, yeah, I mean that really leaps out at me. Yeah, and here's so in the so I watched the the documentary um, the problem with a poo, and um, in it like the at one point Hari Kondabolu interviews Dana Gould who wrote on The Simpsons for several several years, um, and it's like a very respected writer, uh, and he but his answers were so tone deaf and so like. Like, this was a guy who was so not aware um, because he talks about how, you know, he does that very typical white man writer thing where he says, well, you know, it's the funniest thing. Like, the mm-hmm. funniest joke always wins, blah, blah. But he never stops to think, like, what what's behind that statement is he does – this is somebody who didn't stop to think, who is it funniest to? Because guess what? A poo is not the funniest thing to Indian Americans. It's not the funniest thing to most people of color. Like when when you say it's the funniest thing, you mean it's the funniest thing to white guys. And that means that's who the only person you're writing for and that's the person you care the only person you care about. Like, you know what? It's like Simpsons like have the fucking balls to say we only care about white people because that's really what that's saying. That's what this episode says. That's what that scene says. The the it's really saying we think this is funny. We're white dudes. This is funny to white people and that's who we care. That's the audience we care about. Yeah, I mean, I, the, like Ninety percent of what you're saying is I'm just like nodding and nodding and nodding, and I'm just I, I my white guy uh, whole pokey thing, but for the for the purpose of actually sure bolstering your argument, not poking a hole in it. But the one thing is like when we reduce things to whether or not it's offensive to blah blah blah, like. Do, are we pretty sure we could probably go and find an East Indian person, uh, South Indian? What's the phrase for what Apu offends? Yeah, he's yeah, South he's Indian? A East Indian. East Indian. So you're thinking South Asian. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, is it, like, it could could we could we probably go and find someone uh, who's willing to do the accent? Yeah. Who, no, no, no. Oh. Who, who's willing to say, um, "I love that fucking character. He's mm-hmm. amazing." Blah blah blah. Sure. It it it. When we when we get dragged down into that level of argument, mm-hmm. it's like no one's ever going to win. It becomes anecdotal. Yeah. It's not, and I'm not saying comedy is about science. I just mean that it. Who cares if it, 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 the, the comedy rule should be? Is it is it boring now? Is it is it easy now? Is it you know it's should hack. we should we strive forward? Donald Glover. Yeah. Like I, you know, the reason Chevy won't talk to me ever again in his fucking life because I, even though what, I, what a big loss, I know, but like, 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 but the 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 writer of that article on Donald like asked me about this thing and it was like, like the the story I was trying to convey about Donald was that he was such an inspiration to me because as a, as his white showrunner talking to this young black man and I, and then it's like I, I observed that Chevy was like it was a ru- it's a rough time to sit next to him now I will interject there and go is, is that because Chevy's in a comedy legend it doesn't matter I was just like I I, I I let Donald sit next to him and and for 12 hours like I heard the stories about the shit that he said and all that stuff so what do I do I take the easy way out I text Donald and I go by the way, man, I heard Chevy said this or that. 
I'm really embarrassed and I'm really sorry. So what am I doing for Donald? Am I am I doing anything? I'm not calling <coughs> HR. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, like that's a rhetorical question. Like I'm not calling HR. I'm not doing anything. I'm yeah. I'm I'm just I'm just like waving a flag to Donald, going, "Good, nice white guy over here. Heard about the bad white guy on the set." Yeah. But Donald's response was so inspirational to me because he was a child compared to me. He was an actor. He he was like he was a diversity hire in Thirty Rock. And and now as an actor on my sitcom is like clearly a superstar, but so young, so inexperienced. It was just like so smart, so cool. Like, oh, I want to protect you and and make you happy. And I'm so sorry you were subjected to inhuman conditions in the workplace today. And he texted me back and was like, yeah, no, I don't. It's it's just not funny. Not not in an outrage way. It was like, it's just not. It's just hacky. It's just hack. It's his. It's on him. Mm-hmm. If he if he says something something watermelon or he's something something sambo, uh, like and there's it's just it's just not it's not funny. Like Donald was the voice of the future. Like he was the next generation going. Like, and I was like, I had that theory in the back of my head, which is like we don't actually need to take a shovel and fucking dig this shit out. A lot of this shit we can let die. Uh, because yes. it becomes not funny anymore. Yeah, it's letting that's 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 you've zeroed in on something which is just some things just let it fucking die. And you this know? is and as the white guy reading this article about the Simpsons episode that I did not see, as a friend of Dana Gould's, as a friend as as a guy who was recently Simpsonized and like I have nothing but bridges to burn here and like I don't want I don't want people who work for the, uh, this incredibly respected blah 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 like I don't you know uh, like like but comedically all I would you know what mm-hmm. I can observe is if it's true that someone problematizing a poo is in itself comedically meta problematic if it if it's true that uh problematization is uh anathema to comedy because it's so unfun Prove it. Well, yes. Prove it by being really fucking yeah, funny. Yeah, well, because here's the thing. It's like, what, first of all, a poo, like, they act like taking a poo out of The Simpsons is going to, like, destroy the fabric or and by, core of or, what The Simpsons is. Or by is. humanizing him. He yeah, can but, still but, talk. Like... But, but also, it's like, look, like, it's not called, the like, the Apu show. It's The Simpsons. Like, he's a... He's like a side character. But wait, are we are we really talking about taking Apu out of The Simpsons? Because then that, yeah. then it becomes like the gun control debate. It's like, 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 are we are we? It, well, I mean, it's, it becomes easy to sure. argue against removing. Well, Apu. first of all, I mean, I'm a little biased because I think The Simpsons just needs to like has really really run its course. That's an but, easy thing to say about Saturday Night Live or Simpsons or anything. I don't like, think. Who, this, what, why do we? I don't care? think the same thing of Saturday Night Live. I definitely think the oh, same well, thing. Oh well, fuck you. Saturday Night Live needs to Simpsons. die by fire. <laughs> like, what, there's but, no such but, thing okay. as. Here's the thing. Comedy. The most okay. What's most heartbreaking about all of this is the clear, uh, fundamental lack of empathy on the part of the Simpsons writers. It's insane the amount, the lack of empathy they have for people th- who don't look like them. Like uh, when people are telling you, "Hey, dude, this thing you make and continue to make hurt me in my childhood," and Really, really left a mark on me as a human being. Prominent in a comics, way. like a, the, this article, is the first thing that made me want to watch this documentary. I'm going to be really, really, really honest for the sake of the conversation. Like, I walk down Sunset Boulevard, I see a, bull, a billboard for the documentary, and my white brain goes, "Like, look, I know what Boo's a racist caricature. I'm not interested in watching someone in, 
uh, spike that football. However, then I read that Malik Penchali and like I don't know, like like uh, Cal Penn, like that that, that there's yeah. that this is a thoughtful documentary. These this are, is actually yes, like, these are like, all the, people who talk about how it has directly affected them. Like these are how guys many, who, who yeah, are, how many, are certainly like not gonna make any bones about the fact that they love The Simpsons probably. Yes, and also guess what? They love comedy too. Yeah. They love comedy. And that they grew up on a playground. Why does it have to be yes, go, why oh, does it have to be at the expense of them and their parents and their heritage and their culture and the, the way they look? Like that's the problem is that what the Simpsons are saying is what we dinosaurs think are funny uh, is uh, is infinitely more important than if it hurts you as a human being. Because right. Your pain means less than me having a laugh. Which, yeah, which which uh, which a person with empathy should acknowledge. How can it, you be a person with empathy and have someone tell you, like, look, this might not have been in your intention, but by creating and perpetuating this character, you made my childhood horrible and fraught. People made fun of me because of this character you continue to stand behind. Well, let's unbraid well, um, uh, a couple of these fa- uh, mm-hmm. braids. <laughs> um, because it could be that it, it, there's a there's an analogy here that's very handy in my mind between this and the gun control debate. I, 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 if oh you're, boy! If you're, I, but honestly, it's because like um, it, 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 the people who want the argument to persist and therefore no resolution to happen are the same people who characterize the opposition as wanting a ban on all guns ever forever. That way, they can keep the the debate going. Cause that's why I say, like, if the if the documentary by this young man uh, insinuates that uh, it would be a great thing to reach down into animation history and expunge a poo, I I would question this young man. But it's man's... not about expunging. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's the 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 like when my my friends respond in these interviews like i think that's it's it's like we have to escape this idea of uh, this is allowed or this isn't allowed which makes everyone just leap to their barracks and talk about slippery slopes i think that's what comedy writers are doing um in this era of increased calls for awareness it makes a little bit of comedy writer sense that if you hear the shelling happening outside your bunker and none of it is funny, that you're going to huddle up in your bunker and go, there's a war on comedy going on out there. Now, if you fucking tweet about me and say that this is me, what abouting or where is that? I am trying to achieve fucking empathy for the dark side that I represent. And fuck you. You're welcome and stick it up your ass. I fucking hate you. I'm, I, I, do you know how easy it would be for me to sit here and play fucking woke and be like, mm, yeah, I hate it. It'd be a morning show. I sip from my coffee cup. I'm fucking here to say, like, it is possible to be a person capable of goodness and find yourself on the wrong side of history. Yes, but the key to really determine what you're made of is when someone tells you. When it happens. Yeah, when someone tells you this hurts me and this is harmful, the real measure of a human being is what their response is to that. And in the case of The Simpsons, they doubled down on being assholes and said, fuck you. 
we're the only ones who matter. Our people who look like us are are the only people who matter, and that's really what's what's really really hurtful and upsetting about it's pretty all shocking of this. coming from yeah. It's Simpsons. not shocking. That's the sad. That's the other well, sad part is that it's not shocking at all. Well, it shocks me yeah. I, I, for what yeah. that's worth. Like I, if you made me guess, if I was on a game show called "You Haven't Watched The Simpsons in in Twenty Seasons," guess what they did in response to blank. Like I would have guessed a million permutations that had everything to do with nuance, and I would have guessed that I would I, I would have guessed that it, that 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 the beginning of that story, the description of it, sounds like right on the money. Uh, great idea, like oh the the you know, let's address the, the burgeoning issues of the time. Her textbook, it's like her storybook, like they rip it out. But then from there, yeah, I would not expect. And here's the thing, like, you know, like they cite all the time, like, oh, well, it used to be okay and it was great. But it's like that. That's time... a weird thing to say as a com- comedy writer. Yeah, but also that time period, like the reason it was okay was because people of color didn't have a voice. They didn't they didn't have the voice that they had now. They didn't have the access to actually speak publicly about it. So you were only listening to other white people talk about it so of course it seemed like it was okay the only difference between then and now is that people of color have are able to have more outlets and have more opportunity to speak Mm -hmm. out and say things and actually direct things publicly at this and there are more people of color working in entertainment to be able to say like fuck this shit this is total complete bullshit that's the only difference it's not like people of color weren't offended back then it's just that they didn't have any way to voice it publicly right I, I yep, not in my head. <laughs> I, but I, but I do want to ask you, in light of that, none of which I disagree with. Like, what do we think as comedy writers, and therefore fans of comedy? What? How do we cope with this idea that comedy has never aged well? This has nothing to do mm-hmm. with The Simpsons, sure, sure. So don't get distracted by that. Yeah. That, that. This, in fact, is why The Simpsons story is so disappointing because The Simpsons is still on the air and could easily just, you know. It could it could evolve yeah. as it as it always has really, yeah. uh, but but like it's kind of separate but related to that. Let's talk about the fact that uh, fifteen or dare I say three years ago, um, some things were fair game, and then the, and then the, and then the world shifts beneath our feet, and then they're not. Like, what is our feeling about? In this world where, like, it's it's like, I'll give you an example. Like, a, a, my friend Graham Linehan is a Irish uh, uh, sitcom writer, created IT Crowd. Like, he's very, you know, like out out tweeted, <laughs> out, out outspoken on Twitter <laughs> uh, in terms of his retweets, and like he he makes no bones about it. he hates the gamer gators, he hates the alt right, and all this stuff, and like, like. It is a frequent thing that people will like his haters will they'll retweet to him like an image from one of his sitcoms that he created 20 years ago where there's like a Hitler joke in it mm-hmm. and there's a character dressed as Hitler because and it's like this idea of like proving him wrong. Sure. Uh and and I it's it's like I just I kind of find myself right now as a 45-year-old white male comedy writer 
going like, what, uh, what, what are the rules about what are the statute of limitations in comedy? Like if you're if you're stand up act ten years ago, remember when uh, what, what, Noah Trevor uh, got Trevor Noah Trevor Noah? <laughs> I, I I address I, I'm I'm a, I'm a very statistician. Uh, like, do last name first. He, you know, I remember when he got he got yeah, knight, yeah, knighted yeah, totally. and chosen, and people went back through his Twitter history. Yeah, it's like oh, he's doing like Jew jokes and stuff. It was like like what what is the what, is there a stat, statute of limitations? I think I know the answer already. If Andrew T were here, it'd be like. Well, yeah, that's the reason why we can't keep saying, are you or are you not racist and blah, blah, blah. I think with stuff like that, uh, you know, it's 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 again the same thing of you see the measure of a person when they get called out on it. Because if if you, you know, if because it's so I, hard about saying, yeah, time, times are. Di- well, I guess, you know, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, oh, but it's like it's, it's not that times are different. It's more that, you know what? Yeah, I was a fucking shithead. I was yeah. a racist shithead. I mean, it's a lot of what. You, I, I see a lot of that in you where you're like, yeah, I used to be wrong about a lot of fucking stuff. And now I'm trying to I'm learning and I'm trying to adapt and grow. And I think that it's an admirable thing to want to to become self-aware and to want to grow and to want to change. And I think that we should give people the room to redeem themselves and to uh, evolve. So that's a two way street. And that's important to say. I don't. And then, then I'll get a tweet about how this is me. All right. Stop saying, anticipating tweets. The way for racists, Stop everybody. anticipating tweets. But this is a two-way street where it's like, hey, man, if this is a function of ignorance, and we're not talking about The Simpsons anymore, obviously, because <laughs> this is what but, 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 but we're definitely going to get back to The Simpsons. The two-way street is if you truly believe that racism in all of its continuum, its spectrum, is a function of ignorance, um, are you – so are do you – want to just get high on this ceremony of rounding up everybody that is currently ignorant and burning them alive while they scream, wait, what? I'm not that ignorant. What do you mean by all this stuff? Or, and I'm not saying it is your job to teach them. This goes back to like our first episodes, like where it's like, you know, when we talked about like the alt-right guys, like, like, you know, being misogynist about the season three writer staff. And I was like, you know, it'd be great if like every time one of those guys did that, the women writers were hilarious going back. And it was like, that's not our fucking responsibility. It's not it's not people of color's responsibility to prove to white people that they're <laughs> super people. It, it, it But uh, like, are we as human beings, like, are we just going to fucking like, when is this carnival going to end? Of like, I found out you're racist. Now I'm holding your head underwater while you kick and scream and you're drowning. Like, 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 and when is, when is, when is it going to give way to this thing of like, shit, man, we got to work together. Like, you must be racist for some fucked up reason. (laughs) Well, it depends on if, it depends on if you're still racist and if you, whether or not you recognize that and whether or not you want to stop being racist. That's really the key. It's the here. response. Kind of that's going the back linchpin. to the Simpsons. Yeah, that's, that's the linchpin. What's it's weird. Is yeah, that the it's Simpsons like, responded yeah. to this guy's documentary 
and the, with with wham, with a, fuck with you. a very measured wham, fuck you. Yeah. It's, a, it's not even an impulsive one. Like, like yeah, it was a clear. It was they clearly broke it in a, a story thought, room. Yes, totally. It was a thought out wham, fuck you. Like that's that's the the part that really really gets to me is knowing like as a writer knowing how many fucking levels that went through and the fact that the fucking network didn't say anything or was overruled like that no wow. one in that pro so dozens upon dozens of people went through several like weeks of of this for that to go through and air on television now do you want me to play the devil's advocate of course you do <laughs> so here it goes like i haven't seen the episode uh -huh. and i would be fucking blood red fucking murderously outraged right now if this was about Rick and Morty and I was reading an article about how Rick and Morty responded to this with this and it was all out of context quote chases and stuff mm -hmm. like like if if I'm going to talk about this episode as if I'm like in a position of judging like I need to watch the episode or shut the fuck up or while we're here and I haven't seen the episode let's speak theoretically in which case I have to play the devil's advocate and say uh are we sure that what's being described in this article is is it I mean it's 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 is it is it a throwaway Do you gag? want to why don't we take a break and you can watch it? It's like a one minute clip. Well, if it's a one minute clip, it still could be out of context. Oh man. I, well, wait, take, okay, I watched well, the episode. Well, I'll at least watch I watched the episode. You, Let's take a break and get shit faced drunk okay. and I'll watch <laughs> I'll, I'll watch the one minute clip. All right. We're taking a break. Okay. Well, I like how this dovetails with, like, my, like, I wish people wouldn't pick on me and call me the guy that apologizes for racism <laughs> thing. With, like, I need to get over that. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to not be afraid of that. I'm the, guy, I'm the guy that apologizes for racism. In that role, we just watched, as we got drunker, uh -huh. We watched the clip. To to be fair, that was only half of that scene. Right. Like we couldn't find the clip. Like uh, right, and because Yusan refuses to illegally download. Things. But just in that moment, I just as the resident white comedy writer guy, Lisa and Marge looking at the camera and going, it's it's in particular the punchline of the whole bit being like maybe we'll address it later if ever like that that is a satirical comedy how is that not a fuck you to everyone who's saying look what you do and what you've done and continue to do with this character hurts me personally and hurts my family how is that not a fuck you to all those people well i could i i'll just run a simulation of the simpsons writer sitting here yeah. like, like i was like like oh we wrote that scene because uh uh we we pitched an episode or not i don't know like put a pin in that but like like we couldn't find a funny angle on like saying we we didn't want to kill a poo by having a safe land on him with labeled progress mm -hmm. that would have registered as sarcasm uh him showing up again ever is now on their radar, just as McDonald's after Supersize Me. And this is Lisa and Marge looking at the camera and going like, it goes like, oh, it'll be addressed later, if ever. And it's like, when, have, when has the Simpsons ever in their self-effacement ever, like they operate from within the frame of their own painting. They're saying, 
we are a we are like 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 we 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 are a corporate fucking product and sorry we're not going to be good at apologizing you think you think the fox broadcasting network is saying to them you better have a poo in these episodes or else i don't think so no that's not where i'm going i I, i'm saying like when you're when you're a comedy writing staff and you want your version of saying i'm sorry is to say i'm a piece of shit They're not saying that. They're saying we're not going to address it. Don't have a cow. It literally says don't have a cow signed a poo on that fucking framed picture. It's a reference to the problematic. They're drawing a they're shining a flashlight on the problem. Yeah. And they're saying we don't care. No, that's the problem. That's where I disagree with you. Remember that flow chart thing that we do where we 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 analyze like where we disconnect. You know, like I, I like when I I saw that. With my white eyeballs, you okay? But you also saw a twelve-second clip, and not I know, the entire yeah, episode. absolutely, yeah. of course, of course. But but I think it's because we can't we can't mm-hmm. like pause the podcast. But again, you're also coming it at it as a as an older white writer. Yes, yes, and yeah. I'm I'm saying my point of view is like there is another way to. I mean, like 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 come on, like there. This documentary comes out and says we're ringing the buzzer. Malik Penchali, Cal Penn, I t- like 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 respected like comedians who are the same age as the people writing the show, like we're ringing the bell and going problematic. Very funny character. It's hilarious. He talks like this, but then sometimes he talks about Star Wars. But okay. not funny. And they're, and, they're, and, and they're going like, when I was ten years old, people shoved my head in a toilet and said, "You're like a poo," and and it's like. The show's been on the air for 50 years, and those kids are going, those grown men are going, like, yeah, it's fucked up, this legacy of shit, this celluloid closet of, like, fucking Islamophobia and brown racism, and, 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 and like... Well, he's Hindu. And so the uh, the documentary comes out, and they're making the... And then they, and then they like, fucking, like... The, that Simpsons episode about about how your favorite shit is problematic could be... But you're coming. You're saying this as if a poo without. You're saying this as if the Simpsons without a poo wouldn't be the Simpsons anymore. No, that's what. How did you ever get that? But, because that's crazy. <laughs> no, that's absolutely. I can't believe you heard that. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what they're right, saying. What are you saying? I'm then? actually. I'm. I, I. I. Like, if I were. Tr- if I were playing the devil's advocate, uh-huh. and, that, and I. Uh-huh. This is my You're job. Real good at it. And when you fucking decry me for it on Twitter, I will fucking block you <laughs> because I'm white and I'm powerful and I'm not used to criticism. Um. Uh, but. But. The I'm trying to create a bridge here and saying like, wait a minute, what do we do as comedy writers when we get called out on shit? Like, how do we apologize? We don't we don't bend and uh, bend a knee. It's not funny. We make fun of ourselves usually by reference. We cite it. I I would make an argument. Well, entertain this possibility that Apu is like not going to appear for a while, and they're referencing that and like looking over at his photo as if he's a dead relative of the show it has nothing to do with like oh god like like please everybody start a kickstarter to save the apu character from the sjw's and everything to do with like you know what we had a good run and it's fucking like it's a problematic character and it sucks like like lisa looks at the camera and says 
long-running shows like that 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 get applauded for their fucking progress and innovation like eventually yeah, and become the racist shit she's a, she's not saying fuck you if you have a necessarily she's not going like fuck you if you have a problem with this shit she's actually like the voice of the audience which is what we expect from lisa saying saying like yeah it's actually true like if your show runs how long enough, are you extracting that from her saying if at all like if we're gonna even address it at all because there well that part that gets very like 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 i i look at that as like or i'm not i don't look at that as i'm just saying like have we not accepted the possibility that there that's not them saying uh oh we're like yeah i guess in your absurd pitch earlier maybe i am saying that like fbc was like yeah don't do your fucking bend a knee uh, sorry about a poo episode or storyline because the, we don't want. Here's the thing: want... is that uh, they could have chosen to not address it, but the fact that they chose to address it and they then and this was the stance they had. These are very, very specific choices. Like it's not a fucking accident that they decided to do this scene. Like they chose to address it. They could have stayed silent, but they decided very specifically to talk about this and address this and reference a poo. And this is the stance that they took on it. I think the person that wrote this article is is brilliant and sensitive and loves The Simpsons. I can't wait to watch the Problem with Apu documentary, which I didn't want to watch because I was scared it was just going to be... It's it's great. I mean, the the interviews in it are non empathic, like outrage. But yeah. I love that Cal Penn and Malik are in it, going like like talking just about their personal stories. Like that makes me want to watch the documentary. I like those guys, like probably like respect the Simpsons. I I I think it's quite possible that there are many, many layers to the Simpsons referencing that fucking issue. I I like it, it like like how white do you think the Simpsons writers room is? I I'm sure it's as white as the driven snow. Yeah. I but what what does that imply that there if there's a black man in the in the in the Simpsons writers room that he's his job is to no, like but jump that's up when on we the get table into, and but go that's like, this is where we get into who do they care about and who is this for you know when Dana Gould in that documentary says like well you have to admit that uh that objectively some accents are just funnier than other ones it's like well, I didn't to see who? that. I didn't see but, that. Like, but it's but but it's like to who? To you? To white dudes? Sure. But guess what? To someone where you're making fun of their immigrant parents, that's not the funniest fucking accent, dude. And it's it's to me it's really really just infuriating that people that that, that dudes like that are so tunnel vision about and so self-centered like they're the only perspective that exists they never even thought about other people you're drawing back like like all i'm suggesting to you is that is that what we watched in that 20 second clip because Mm -hmm. i didn't see the entire episode I'm like, all I'm saying to you is that when I watch that 20 second clip, I I perceive what could possibly be 
a comedy writer's room's version of an apology. There's nothing in that that says apology. I, if you mean it's not uh, an acknowledgement of the offense, an expression of remorse, and a commitment to there's change, no that's not comedy. There's no expression of remorse. I, I, that's what I'm saying. That's not. It's like like. So that's how not, is it an apology? It, an apo- uh, the 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 closest thing that a that a that a writer's room could possibly do under those circumstances could be possibly if you were to say, oh, they couldn't come up with. Like they're so racist. Let's let's pretend they're all so racist over at the Simpsons. They're 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 so white and they're so racist. They they all they love is just hating people of color and they love that Apu character. But they watch the documentary and they go, well, the jig is up. Let's just pretend that because 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 the theory of the article and you is that they saw the article and were like or and saw the, the documentary, documentary and were like, time to double down. Now, my alternative theory is I'm saying, what if they saw the documentary and were like, the jig is up. We we have been problematic. This is this is a, the, by the way, the, if anybody working on The Simpsons since the day it's a poo was created is so old, they don't get to pitch jokes or stories. Uh, no offense. But but like it's the, the, a poo is an inherited character. Um, and that's but that not, doesn't mean you have to use. Defense. He's not in the main cast. You don't have to use him. You what don't they, have to ever they, use him again. What if they? What if being hip comedy writing people in Hollywood, uh-huh. they, they see the documentary and they go, "Jig is up." Thought we thought we got that tennis ball over the net. Thought Apu was sort of like a weird, like Civil War statue of like legacy. Like, oh, people. It looks like people are going to respect it. Uh oh, looks like the college kids are protesting it. Uh oh, there's a there's a college protest around the Apu statue. Um, what do you do? Like, isn't isn't it, I'm not saying it's the coolest and smartest thing they ever could have done. But all I'm saying to you is that you the the article and you are perceiving them as going fuck you Apu forever. Okay, my question to and you I'm saying, is like no, they part, might be pulling the plug on Apu. What part of that? What part of that clip? What part of it says to you that they're sorry? I. Uh, it, that there, that there, Apu is not in the scene. That that there's a black and white picture of him on a on a bedstand, and that he's, he's and it saying, says don't have a cow. Yeah, which is a reference to the fact that comedy doesn't age well. What I it's mean, him saying to the audience, don't to the people who are criticizing them, no, don't oh, have a oh, fucking cow. That's what on. it is. Uh, How can right, well, you right, perceive okay, it any right, other okay. way? No, I, 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 I don't mean to say. Oh, who do you? Th- who do you think? Who do you think that's directed towards? No, I, I look. Here's how I perceive that. Like I perceived that it's as like a the reference to hackiest dog whistle. I, I no, yes. oh god. I, pre- well, I like no, not no. Mm-hmm. I perceived. I did not mm-hmm. perceive it that way. I perceived it as a as a reference to aging comedy. Bart Simpson was famous for saying, "Don't have a cow." It could have said, "Well, if that's true, then it could have been anything else that didn't." It could have been any other catchphrase like "cowabunga" that didn't mean true. Hey, yes. don't fucking be so overly sensitive. I I, I, I tell you, man. It's, I, these are well, specific choices well, is what I'm this saying. Story these are I read specific this article, choices. The shock that registers in me when it's like I read this article, I go like, oh, The Simpsons with its legacy of being self-aware and handling things and hiring. Yeah, 20 thing, years ago. And that they choose now to be so tone deaf that they're going to, that they're not even, they're going to just 
depart from the rules of comedy entirely just to say to America, fuck you if you have a problem with our racist character. The way to do that would be to have an episode where he's like, Oh, more. oh my god, I've got to clone myself. Oh, I'm everywhere. I, I think that they think they're doing like a cool South Park commentary on like PC stuff, and they're, it's not funny or smart enough to do what South Park does. Well, I think that they tried it, they shot their shot, and they fucking fell short. And they're super, super... I mean, it's just watching a bunch of fucking dinosaurs grope around for a light switch. I I agree. I, I'm not say like I don't want to be conflated with saying like I think they did a genius thing and it's an awesome mega joke and they're Andy Kaufman and you don't get it. I'm my counterpoint is because the article and you are interpreting it as a middle finger to com- to plaintiffs, and I'm saying like it doesn't have to be all the way in the other direction, nor does it have to be that. It could be there. It could be lazy white old people like me going you got me i give up like 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 i get it like 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 and and then and then, and then doing the best version possible what do you mean is it saying like oh it'll be addressed if ever like i don't know that's saying but that's saying we're not going to address it because we don't give a fuck it means it, i what well, the way the, the my theory is that we're never going to see fucking apu again like I, that does it change anything for you? Like like if that's the way that he went out? I no matter what regardless of whether or not we see, ever see a poo again, I think this episode was a fucking travesty and I think it was disgusting and I fucking hate them for doing this. I mean, that is incredibly strong language. Yes, because what they're that's a that was a fucking that was shots fucking fired. The description of it makes it sound easy. I remember people on CNN reading Eminem's lyrics out loud off of an affidavit. But I watched the fucking I episode. I just watched it and I no, I watched the whole fucking episode and okay. I I loved the Simpsons when I was a kid. I've watched so so many fucking episodes of the Simpsons. I loved it. It was my favorite fucking show when I was a kid, okay? I understand what The Simpsons is about. And I watch this and I, this is how I interpret it. This is how I take it. I firmly believe this is how they meant it. And it fucking horrifies me and I'm, and I fucking hate them for it. And you're starting to hate me because you perceive me as like. No, like, I'm used to you being an apologist. Okay, but you, you understand that it's devil's advocate, like truly. Like I'm not, I do not have an agenda. Like remember before we took a break and watched the clip? And yeah. I was like, "Fucking well, it rewind depends it on, do you to me genuinely, like, yeah, it's pretty disappointing. You, are you playing devil's advocate, or do you genuinely believe that they had the best intentions? No, what I'm well, okay. Thank you for asking that. Mm-hmm. What, here's what I'm genuinely expressing. I'm very honest about it. I'm 100 percent transparent. This is what I'm expressing. I, I I like as Jacques Cousteau. I am saying I just dipped my head under the ocean for 20 seconds watching that clip. And I have reason to believe it's possible this species of starfish should not be called racist. I don't I, like uh, like I need to watch the whole episode. I did not see anything in that clip that if you told me if if the headline of that of this article was uh, the problem with a poo documentary uh, gets a response from The Simpsons and it's admirable and it's right. Uh, Simpsons retires a poo. Uh, and and, and the, it's like like the same events that I saw in that twenty seconds. I wouldn't go. Well, that doesn't seem like they were, 
they cared at all that they ever hurt anybody. I The things that I saw in that 20 seconds, that's all I saw is 20 seconds. When I watched it, I was like, God damn, tone changes everything. The the written description of what they're doing makes it sound like a fucking huge middle finger. But when I watched the 20 seconds, I was like, you know what? If The Simpsons was going to respond to that documentary by retiring a poo and self-effacing, the way they do it is they would break the fourth wall, stare at the camera and say, yeah, comedy's weird. Sometimes shit 30 years ago that was hilarious and funny stops being funny. Uh, maybe we'll address it later or maybe not at all. But that's the fuck you is saying we're not going to address it at all is a fuck you. And also, here's the other thing, too, is that, like, I need you to believe me as a person of color when I tell you, like, this is fucked up. I perceive it as fucked up. And I 100 percent in my heart of hearts, in my that's very in my tiny coal black Chinese heart. <laughs> that this Thank you is for a, owning up to the size <laughs> and blackness of my heart. This is, this is a fuck you to people of color who are complaining. You know and what? I need you to believe me when I say that. I, I, I do believe you. I believe that's how you feel. I'm, and, I, and you know what? That's that's like an incredibly important thing that I'm learning in therapy about like mirroring and stuff. Like I'm, I'm very sorry. Like I, I don't mean to dismiss your perception. You're a smart person that I admire. I started a podcast with. If you tell me you watched the whole episode and I didn't, so you're like, why would I? Why am I telling you? Oh, you must be fucking insane. Like, like, like. It, it, I'm very sorry about that. I really am. I feel bad about that. Uh, and, and, and so I, I want to watch. I, I, I want to watch it, and I'm probably not going to because I haven't watched a fucking lick of Atlanta, <laughs> and I'm tired of hearing how good it is. <laughs> well, I, but also when you watch it, you're gonna per, it's it's gonna resonate differently with you than it is with me because there's there's a lot of there there are a lot of we're we're coming at it from different perspectives, you know, and I I carry a lot of. Uh, experiential baggage that you don't. Yeah, and I carry a lot of fucking privilege that you don't. And as I was like, I'm like talking down to you and being like, you don't get it. I'm like, you know, it's fucking classic. I, that, that's really embarrassing to me to realize that. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, well, wait a minute. I watched 20 seconds of this and everybody cool it. I, like, like uh, I, I'm sorry. It, it's, it's fucking stupid. This is what this podcast is all about. <laughs> I, it's, I, it's us taking an hour to unite. <laughs> Against it is, the Simpsons. It is also possible that oh like, boy, everyone's we, come on, dumber than me. We just had a great me. moment. No, we no, just no, no, had no. a great moment. Now, I try, the, the the customer is always right. I mean, if you're doing comedy and and a and a huge section of your audience is like, wow, that feels like you just pulled out your dick and shot your cum in my eye. It uh, it's not time for anyone to say, well, theoretically, he was urinating and it was aimed for her nipple. Like it's it doesn't matter. The customer is always right. I felt. Assaulted. Yeah, and uh, re- at the end of the day, the Simpsons writers' room is incredibly white, is male, and it's older. And if your stance when someone says, "Hey, you are not aware of the fact that when you do this stuff, it fucking hurts me and it hurts everything about my identity," for you to then turn around and be like, "Well, we're never going to talk about it because fuck you, we're we're in charge," like. That's so fucked up. That's so fucked up. You never get to pretend you're a good person after that. You don't ever get to say you're a good person. You have no fucking empathy. Can we remember what what is the thing that you said that like shut me down? Like that that that, that gave me pause. Like you said you're like, "Can you just believe me when I say?" <laughs> no, I really mean yeah. this cuz I like want to like 
Yeah, like believe me when I say like I'm perceiving something that you're not, yeah. and it's fucked up. Like, like, well, I want to listen to this episode again and be like, oh, because it's like it just shut me. It just like flipped a switch in me. I was like, wait, you're a human being, and you're like telling me why are you not listening to me? Yeah, you know, like really fucking like it. It humiliated me. Oh, like, no. like, like, no, I mean, in the Latin sense sure, of yes. like, I, it hum, it sure. gave me humility. Yeah. Like, I was like, back to like episodes ago where I was like, you know, Jessica, I feel like I'm Optimus Prime and some Autobots are saying this. And like, no one fucking invited you to this car. <laughs> like, 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 I, yeah, I'm fucking blustering, but it's just, it's that slippery slope thing. It's like white people are just like, well, hold on a second. What are we going to outlaw the Simpsons? I, 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 yeah, I, I, I'm really sorry about that. Like, I I saw 20 seconds of it. What I was trying to report was, you know, just for scientific curiosity, <laughs> what I saw in that 20 seconds, just so you know, my white eyeballs and my white mm-hmm. forebrain actually make room in the universe for the possibility, given that 20 seconds, that actually they're being contrite and are retiring a poo and, and, and are shaming themselves and and maybe they aren't the best at apology comedy that that was what i was trying to say but i'm like shouting you down and like 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 you saw the whole episode like so you're like trust me i fucking don't like it you know and that's the thing i didn't respect that yeah and i think well i also think that a a big difference between you and i is that my giant dick (laughs) and my huge round fucking awesome (laughs) eyes (laughs) <laughs> and my briefcase full of mayonnaise and golf clubs yeah go on are those the white accessories <laughs> yeah i guess that's true I, 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 I have trouble cleaning them off but it's worth it i love the flavor just mixing i love your... the lack of flavor it's just loose mayonnaise yeah it's fucking i dip my golf clubs in mayonnaise it helps me get a hole in one well, world is okay so the difference is that in situations like this like you automatically identify with uh, the white guy, and I am identifying with who the white guy is against. I wish, I wish it, I, I, I wish it wasn't me identifying with the white guy, but like, but, but yeah, but you but immediately default, can walk a mile in his shoes. It's well, a lot harder. It's a. Are it's you doing much a pun more, like walk like? Yes, W O K. Um, but it's so it's, racist. It's but it is it's it's much more of a stretch for you well, to walk a mile in. I look at it more like it's it's less like. Oh God! There's a white person being affected, and more like no, but it's automatic. It's more like it's a, an instinct to defend the yeah. status quo. Sure. So like, well, because the, you're part of the status quo, so it's you it, know it, well, you're because, you're already on that side because you just don't want everything to fucking change willy nilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, you, it's like and I, it, it makes no sense that instinct. It doesn't really make any sense. I've decried it a thousand times, but it's just like I guess my nightmare is. Oh, did you read this article about the Simpsons episode? Oh God. Did, that the the Apu thing and blah 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 and then and then and then my nightmare is that I'll watch it later I'll be like oh fucking idiots this is fucking like this is the most elegant apology I've ever seen and it's like the episode's not even about this and that and that I'll be like I'll just be like this fucking like cuck SJW libtard like white like 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 sellout that's like 
oh, I want to prove and that's like that I stood idly by and I took the easy it's easy the point of view I like sit in the stool and go like ha hmm, tisk, tusk tusk ha 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 Simpsons episode I didn't see sounds like you put your toe over the line of the bowling lane ha ha strike for me and my Chinese friend it, 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 it like I, I there's something that gets engaged in me where I'm like oh I don't want to be that kind of dick and, and but it's crazy because it's like why would I why would I put any energy into not being that guy when there's no <laughs> I guess because I perceive myself as being like this sellout like libtard cucky guy that's like midlife crisis going like oh let's uh, let's talk about how racist everything is and like I almost want to prove in the other direction like then again I'm no cuck don't mistake me for that middle America that's a season of Rick and Marty coming up, and you're gonna love it. You should buy the hoodies and the pajamas. I I don't know what it is that I'm afraid of. It's not it's not commerce. It's not that. It's like I don't I I don't want to be a fucking zombie. I don't I and I, I think that's that's the like a huge thematic fear. I think that's why my friend Dana Gould maybe like like in that it's like you, like I said you hear those shellings happen outside your bunker. And it's like, boom, 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 boom. Pronouns are changing. Uh, boom, boom, boom. From now on, it's offensive. Knock, knock jokes aren't funny anymore because some people don't have doors. You, you, you run for cover and you run to Jim Norton and you run and you, you run to your funny friends and you huddle up and you go, God damn it. Can you remember when it was just funny to say fucking a Jew and a rabbi walk into a Jew bar and they go, <laughs> what's the difference between you? And the rabbi says, well, I'm. Uh, uh, more officiated than the the regular Jew, and the Jew says, "Can I have a drink?" And the bartender says, "Like, can you have a drink? I'm the Pope." I, it, 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 I can't riff a joke, but but <laughs> that it's it's like oh, the old times. Oh, I remember in the old times when it was just funny, and and it, it, you huddle up. It's an instinct. It, it's it, it, and it's like sure because you feel like something is being taken away from you, but that's only because. You you had the privilege of being able to live decades without ever having to think about other people. I want to I want to I want to correct that. Okay. And you're gonna get mad at me. Oh but boy. We're in agreement here, mm-hmm. and I want you to see that we're in agreement. Because this illustration of oh, you've never known limitation. That's why you hate it so much. It's close to being true. The, I think what the truth is that people who think that they've known limitation so a white comic who uh overcomes the hurdles of now listen you're going up at the smokehouse tonight it's here's the rules there's a nun academy coming in so you can't do uh cunt shit on uh, wednesdays and you can't do the and there's just these legends of like and then he goes up and he does the most cuntiest joke and the nuns start laughing and everybody that has made anything of themselves in the entertainment industry fashions themselves, fancies themselves an underdog that has overcome limitations and hurdles. So I, that's the only correction I want to make on that. Like what I agree with is that we are finding out that we are fragile and we are privileged. Sure. These are limitations that they didn't realize. Right. Yes. Exactly. And it's humiliating mm-hmm. to 
encounter them because sure, you think they, your you're narrative, a hero. Yeah, your narrative is I was the scrappy underdog. Because I was I the Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I was the Luke Skywalker. I was the scrappy underdog, and and I'm the hero who threw like through my bootstraps narrative was now able I, to pull now myself I up. Make it all the way up here yeah. to the Cream City comedy competition yeah. with and my then, cunt. Joke. And then here I come in, and I'm like, guess what? You're Darth Vader, and you're like, fuck what? you. You're a cunt. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not allowed to say yeah that is the it's it's we're both in agreement except for this one thing where it's like no one's twisting their mustache going I love the total lack of oversight white privilege fragility guys they feel like they were underdogs I swear to you but that's why I say you really see the true measure of a person and how they they respond respond to People saying you hurt me. Yes, and, and like, and and to this day, woke as I am, mm-hmm. that guy is like, "You're funny because Jessica puts up with your bullshit," and I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck you, block! I fucking hope you die in a fucking car accident, you piece of worm shit." Uh, it yes, my my couples therapist says it's not about whether you fight; it's about how you repair. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How do you respond to people telling you? I I I'm I'm in pain over here. Now a comedian has this like heightened impulse. They're not ambulance drivers. They're not like, "Oh, someone's in pain over there." Cha-ching. They're like, "Someone's in pain over there." Swerve the other direction because that's where the profit goes. Like offense, the person who's in the audience at the Black Box Theater, like the the stand-up club that's going like I happen to be a Polish American and you should stop doing your show right now and stop doing your thing that's entertaining the other 70 people in this room. It is good comic instinct to tell that person to go fuck themselves straight to hell. The audience will cheer the the skill of doing that, handling a heckler. This is the whole culture of comedy. It's like there's always going to be one person who wishes to hell that even though you got the mic and you got the spotlight, I've decided it's going to be about me. That's the Those are the worlds that collide when stand-up comedy in general and the internet are colliding. I think it's a problem to see people who say – because there's a difference between a heckler and someone who says, this thing that you're doing is, very, course, is but, very problematic and hurts me. You have to separate the two. Well, of because, course you do. You know? But I'm saying yeah. that it's, it's – that's... But I think that's the problem is seeing seeing the person who says, this thing that you do hurts me. Um, seeing that person as a heckler because that person is not your enemy. Well, that a- person is somebody that you're hurting. And if you are an empathetic person, you would be like, let me stop, take a moment instead of reacting. <laughs> Isn't it very easy to see that that is a science that would be rewarded on the internet and absolutely career punished at the uh, laugh store, here's my, the pickle shop. Here's my ultimate problem with the Simpsons is that their their argument is that we are doing what we think is funny and we don't want to give an inch. Uh, it's the slippery slope argument, which is, well, if we start giving in to what one group of people thinks is offensive, then like, well, there goes all of comedy what and now? then our hands are tied. Because in it, Lisa... Uh, Marge says, well, it takes a lot of work to take the spirit and character out of a book. And it's, that's 
miles away from just saying, hey, this one fucking thing you do really fucking hurts me and made my childhood a nightmare, you know, because what they're saying is the because the the straw dog argument is we have a responsibility to our audience to be the funniest show. But what they're not realizing is the audience that they care about is the white male audience, because guess what? Indian Americans are also part of their audience and they're alienating and fucking with them by having this character. And they're not realizing that it's their audience that's saying, hey, I love this show, but this part of the show really fucks me up and it really fucking hurts me. That's and the for part... them to saying for them to then hide behind the argument of like, well, we have a responsibility to the audience and to the comedy to do whatever the fuck we want. That's okay, that's an interpretation. Bullshit. That's an interpretation. I saw 20 seconds oh, of it. You saw the whole episode but but here's the thing that's that that chills everything out is like saying the i statement thing that that huge portion of the audience is like what the fuck like 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 that to not be cognizant of that is that any comic would say what you you went up at uh ucla and you you did a bunch of jokes about how USC is cool. Like, like what's you fucking so, idiot. What's so smart and funny? The the only thing that makes a poo quote unquote funny is the accent. If you strip that away, he's not even a fucking character. I don't. I, dude, I don't. I, I haven't seen the episode. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying a poo's history. Like everything, all of his punchlines are predicated There's on him having no, an accent. I, I, I find it hard to believe that any Simpsons writer w- that would you would draw in here would ever say that the origin of that character was in any way humanitarian. He's brown, and everyone's yellow. <laughs> but who, who thinks? Who thinks that the accent is funny is my question. Well, I think that Because if if the only funny thing about this character is that he has this accent, who is that funny towards? White people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 We we all agree on that. And 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 I I think that the most effective argument, which is again the thing I'm like, oh shit, that documentary like makes me want to watch it, that brown respectable creators are going I grew up on this shit and I respect the institutions of comedy and I had to I had to hurdle this obstacle like like this is my Mickey Rooney in uh breakfast, breakfast at Tiffany's. yep like that's fucking profound it hits you right in the gut even just reading a description of it I want to watch that documentary and um because I was picturing like more of a self-styled Morgan Spurlock going like, you know, I don't want to watch any documentary that has voiceover. Like, I thought to myself, blah, blah, blah. but, but, and I'm, but like interview. I, I will say that the, the interviews in the documentary are fantastic. And, 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 and it sounds like empathic. It, it, it's like, not like tear it down. No, it's just human it's beings like, talking I'm, about I, their experiences. I'm human and I was hurt. And, yeah. I, and, I, and, 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 and so, yeah, that's, I watched, <laughs> God damn it. I can't wait to watch the fucking tweets for this. I'm not. I I, I watched 20 seconds of it. It's when you said, "I it's, it just fucking stopped me cold." When you were like, "How can you fucking not be hearing me?" Like I'm telling you, I watched the episode and I'm fucking hurt by it. I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like like if you were a hitchhiker, I wouldn't like drive by you and like spray you with mud from a puddle. <laughs> 
You're a human being. Like it's empathy, empathy, empathy. I like, and that, and I think there's got to be a way to be funny about how empathy is needed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So stay tuned for season four of Rick and Marty. Where I- <laughs> All right. Well, Simpsons, dead to me. <laughs> Fuck you. I mean, I got to say, I love your fucking vitriol. You sound yeah. you sound like fucking Patty Hearst. Right? <laughs> You're like, I don't fucking care. This fucking, like, that show is fucking I'll like. I'll fight any of you fucking bare knuckle. <laughs> it's because you can handle your I, liquor. I, I, yes, but you also the other, the other thing in this. Because you're part Korean. Well, the other thing part of this that I wanted to, uh, that I am very surprised by and kind of proud of. I'm talking about my 23 and me again is that um is it said that my oh god now I got to fucking pull it up again um where it said my build is uh that of an elite power athlete <laughs> <laughs> Which, Wait, if you look so, at me, is not true. Aww. Well, here's the thing. I will say this. I used to do Krav Maga, and uh, I build muscle lightning fast. Like, I just, the moment I start uh, working out, I just start packing on fucking muscle. So, Jesus. I mean, I'm incredibly out of shape. But uh, but even, even like, <laughs> out of shape, I, I, I'll fight any Simpsons guy. <laughs> well, I wanted to, I did want to say, like, like, do we want if I were to say to Matt Selman or Dana Gould, these are the guys I know, like do is there is there fruit to having them come in? Or is it just gonna be like I don't want it to be like a I mean, if they fucking want to, but like I'd I'd I, I would be surprised. Yeah, I mean they probably don't they probably wouldn't want to, but I'm just I'm just asking the curious Well, especially question. since I just spent uh eighty five minutes saying fuck you. <laughs> but I mean, I yeah, that might be the beautiful thing is that mm-hmm. it's like you're you're reacting to a show, and then I don't know, I don't know. Sure, I mean, like use your fucking Harmon magic. No, I'm not even. I'm not even looking forward to asking. Him. I'd rather you <laughs> say no, don't bring it because I don't want to text him and go, hey, uh... hey, do you want to come on and have a Chinese lady uh, try to fight you for <laughs> for eighty minutes? I just wonder if that's yeah. I mean. I also wonder we have people of color writers, writers yeah. of color that are people uh, in their spare time when they're not writers of color. Uh, do we? What about like secular Jew writers <laughs> versus hardcore fucking Israeli writers? Like, like is that 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 danced through my head the other day? Like, are we? Should we? I, I'm interested to hear like. Uh, all right, I'm drunk. <laughs> I uh, yes, I will say this: like you can love something and we can still knock just, them both out with Matt Selman. Uh, I think. Yeah, <laughs> you can love something and still have a real issue with it. Like I really love it was such a formative thing in my or, in my childhood, and I can you can love something and still say like, but this thing that you do fucking sucks. You know, in the uh, in the documentary, it, it likens uh, the Simpsons to like having a racist grandpa, where you love your grandpa but he says like racist shit and so you don't like that part about him and also maybe it's time for him to die but you know it's like it's not mutually exclusive like I have a lot of love for the Simpsons that has uh, and a lot of it has died but it doesn't mean that I 100% hate it it doesn't mean I 100% love it and I think it hurts more when something you love really fucks with you yeah 
And it's, I was like, I, I'm going to watch the episode and we'll talk about it next week because I, I saw the 20 seconds and I was like, well, as a white guy, I'm thinking like yeah. maybe that's the standard self-reference, like n- nod and a wink, like fuck you, you caught us, like bye-bye a poo. Um, life goes on when you're yeah. at the Simpsons kind of reference. Yeah, this will be a two-parter. And next <laughs> ne- and next week I, I will be 10% fluent in Korean. <laughs> oh, God, you're going to like uh, go into your – like you're going to be like Alex Haley and like find out like about your Japanese grandma. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening to us fight and rant. And I swear to God, I'm not racist. <laughs> like I, my role in the show Who is cares? like we're all racist. <laughs> it's a fucking spectrum. And this is uh, you're, you're just you know in the in the uh, gr- ch- graph of progress. Sometimes there's a dip, and then you go back up. I don't know it's what that slow, means. It's slow I think progress. you mean I'm racist. I I'm no, I just mean like, sometimes I... it's one step forward, two steps back. But that doesn't mean you don't keep moving. All right. Well, we'll we'll thank you for that theme song. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, make more. Love you. Goodbye. <laughs> Stay racial. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs>